The following is a sermon from the Vicar and Sure Foundation, a church located in Woodside, Queens, New York, the world's most diverse community. For more information and for more audio content, go to sure-foundation.org. So, we did it. We made it to Holy Week. Today we're celebrating Palm Sunday. But Holy Week to me always seems to start out in a little bit of an interesting way. Because we just got done with the season of Lent, or, or we're in the season of Lent. And this Lenten season, we, looked to, we took a look at the Passion readings where we saw what awaits Jesus in Jerusalem. It's suffering and death. But, but on this Palm Sunday, this crowd outside of Jerusalem gathers and is singing praises and, and greets Jesus as a king as he comes into Jerusalem. In fact, many people call this, this what happens on Palm Sunday, the triumphal entry. It's like this victory parade that's going on. But usually, when there's a victory parade, it takes place after a victory. If the Yankees or, or the Mets, and I'll let you decide who's closer, if one of them were to win a World Series, there would be a huge parade. But they probably wouldn't throw that victory parade before they had even thrown the first pitch. But, but that's kind of what's going on with this parade as Jesus is entering into Jerusalem. And, and now that crowd outside of Jerusalem probably didn't know what was awaiting Jesus when he would get to Jerusalem. But we do. So, so what should our attitude be this, this Palm Sunday? What should our attitude be as we, as we begin Holy Week? Well, this morning, I want to help you get ready for Holy Week. I, I want to show you this morning why we have every reason to join with that crowd and, and rejoice because our king has come. Why we have every reason to join in that Hosanna song. So this morning, rejoice. Because your king has come. He has come fulfilling promises. And he has come to save his people. As Jesus is riding into Jerusalem, there, there's this kind of tension that's throughout the book of Mark. So if you remember, when we started this sermon series, this ransom series, there was that video that we put out. And in that video, it highlighted the verse from Mark chapter 10, where the Son of Man did not come to be served, but to serve and give his life as a ransom for many. And certainly, Jesus, just Jesus being on earth shows the humility that he's taking on to save his people. But then at the same time, Jesus is greeted as a king. And, and rightfully so, but he's not just any normal earthly king. Look at what Jesus shows us about who he is and, and the power that he has. Because Jesus, before they enter Jerusalem, he tells two of his disciples to go into this town and find this colt that's going to be tied up there. And the disciples find the colt, just like Jesus said. And then as the disciples are untying this, this animal, they're probably getting some weird looks because it looks like they're just stealing it. But Jesus knew that would happen too, and he told them what to say. Jesus says, tell them that the Lord needs this. 
So, so in, this, in this story already, you see Jesus showing his, his omniscience. You see Jesus calling himself Lord. He, he's showing that he's not just any regular king. So it makes sense that people lay down coats and palm branches before him as he walks into the city or as he rides into the city. Jesus is in control of this whole situation, yet he willingly rides towards his death. So why does Jesus do all of this? Why is Jesus riding on this colt? Was it just because he was tired of walking? Was it just because he really wanted to show his humility? So instead of a horse, he's riding in on a donkey. I think it's a lot more than that. Jesus is doing this because because he has to. It's what was prophesied about him. In fact, the people recognize who Jesus is when they say, blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. But what does that mean? What does it mean to come in the name of the Lord? What does it mean to come in the name of anyone? Maybe if you're thinking about someone uh, like that, you'd think of an ambassador who, who speaks to world leaders in the name of the U.S. government. Or, or when I first saw this, the first thing I thought of was like in medieval times when there'd be a champion, that knight who would fight in the name of the king or in the name of, of whoever. And that's the same thing that Jesus is doing here. And, and an ambassador or, or a champion like that, they do the will of the one who sent them. And that's what Jesus is doing here. Jesus comes in the name of the Lord. He comes to fulfill God's will. He comes to fulfill God's promise. God's promise of salvation. And, and it was a promise that he first made all the way back in the Garden of Eden after Adam and Eve fell into sin. It, it's a promise that, that was prophesied about for thousands of years after that, all during the Old Testament. Today we just read earlier in the reading of that prophecy from Zechariah where Jesus would be riding in, or where the Messiah would be riding on a colt. And then on Palm Sunday, we see Jesus in control of all things, fulfilling that promise. I don't think I'm surprising anyone when I stand up here and say that God keeps his promises. We know that. But sometimes I think it's hard to always trust that or that we have 100% confidence in that. Just for an example... I know that God says he is going to help. He's going to help us overcome temptation. But then fall into that same sin over and over. And in fact, when temptation comes, it feels like I'm drowning. If anything, it feels like the one, like I'm the one being overcome. Or, or, or maybe in, in, in my life, I can think of times where I know that God promises to work all things for the good of those who love him. But then uh, a family member dies, uh, uh, a, rela- a relationship with a friend falls apart, and, and I'm left asking, God, where is the good in that? It, it's not always so easy to trust those promises when it doesn't look like they're being fulfilled. But, but that's why this morning, when, 
I want to encourage you that in those times when, when doubt fills our heads, when it be- becomes hard to trust or hard to see God's plan for you, I want you to remember your king coming into Jerusalem on Palm Sunday. I, I want you to remember Jesus coming, fulfilling God's promises. Look at the one who comes in the name of the Lord. The one who stopped at nothing to keep God's promise to save you. The the one who is still your king, who's still in control of all things. The one who shows us that when God makes a promise, he keeps it. Trust in him. It's a beautiful reminder that we have on Palm Sunday that we rejoice in in our king who, who keeps his promises. Now, Jesus was coming in in the name of the Lord, coming as King David's greater son. And the people recognized this. And I think it's important this morning that we look at the song that the people sing to Jesus. Because there's so much, the words they sang held so much truth in them, whether they fully realized it or not. See, this is a song that I think it's very appropriate for us to sing before the start of Holy Week. Because the song that they sing is actually all about salvation. So so that word Hosanna that they're singing, I'm going to guess Hosanna is not a word that you're using in your everyday life. In fact, Hosanna is probably only a word that you use in church. And it was probably a similar thing for for the Hebrew people, for the Jews at that time. This was, a, this was a word of word, a worship word that they would use. Hosanna. They would say it a lot during the Passover when they'd recite the Psalms as they were going into the city. But, but Hosanna, that word, actually means help or save. So, so in a way, when they are saying Hosanna, their prayer is come and save us. Save us. Hosanna. And they, they identify Jesus as the Messiah. They say he's the one who comes in the name of the Lord. He's the one who's bringing the kingdom of, their fa- of his father, David. But I'm not sure that everyone in that crowd realized what that meant. Or, or what kind of salvation that they were asking for. Because I bet for a lot of them, they were thinking about the kind of salvation that an earthly king would bring. They they talk about the coming of the kingdom of our father, David. So if they were thinking of King David, now he was the king in Israel's history. He, he He put Israel on the map. He was undefeated in battle. He, 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 he had expanded the kingdom. Those were the glory days of Israel. So maybe these people were expecting Jesus to finally restore Israel to that kind of glory. Jesus was going to come into Jerusalem, finally kick out the Romans and we and save his people. Bring the kingdom of God. They, they weren't completely wrong. Jesus was coming, was coming into Jerusalem to save his people. Jesus was a king that was going into battle for his people. But, but the enemy that Jesus, the, the en- enemy that Jesus was going to face was not the Romans. No, it was an enemy that was much older than that. It was Israel's greatest enemy. It's our greatest enemy, 
It's been humanity's greatest enemy since the fall into sin. Because that enemy is sin. And, and so Jesus knew that, 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 he, that because of our sin, there was a price that had to be paid. He knew that because of our sin, we were helpless to save ourselves. So Jesus comes in the name of the Lord in our place to carry out that mission of salvation. And he knows what lies ahead of him. He knows the suffering, the pain, the torment that await him. But, but your king rides on to bring his people salvation. See, during this Holy Week, we are going to go down this road with Jesus. This road that ends at the cross. And, and as we do it, we are going to see our king suffer. We're going to see our king betrayed by one of his followers. We're going to see our king condemned, our, sing, our king beaten and abused and mocked. We're going to see our king hanging from a cross. And, and as we go down this road with our Savior this Holy Week, we're going to be reminded that that, that road that Jesus walks, that's really our road. It's the punishment that we deserve because of our sin. But Jesus walks it in our, or goes down that road in our place. And why does he do it? It's because of his incredible love for us. It's a love that stops at nothing. It's a love that wants to fulfill his father's will, no matter what the cost is. It's, it's a love that, that wants to bring that kingdom of God to us, to make peace between God and man once again. That is what he did for us. And, and that's why on Palm Sunday, it is a triumphal entry. Because we know what Jesus did in Jerusalem. We know the victory that he won for us when he defeated sin, death, and the devil for us. And, and then an even greater victory, he rose again from the dead to assure us that our salvation was won. That's what we're going to be looking at this Holy Week. So as we begin this Holy Week, let's join in that song of praise with these, pe with these, these people. Let's sing Hosanna, come and save us. And then see your Savior fulfilling God's promise. Fulfilling God's promise to save you. That's why we can rejoice. And, and as we, we are here on earth, we wait for the day when Jesus finally comes. And, and we have the end of it. We finally are taken to heaven to be with him. So we can join in that song. Hosanna, come and save us. Because that is our Savior. That is our King. Amen.